Hello, cleaning buddies. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jinlin. Um, wow, I just wasted almost 15 minutes. Not really wasted because I was driving anyway, so it's fine. But um, I decided most of the stuff that I've recorded since um, prior, or wait, after April 17th, which was the last thing that I uploaded. Um, I have been recording, but I got like a really bad backlog on it. And I was like, I just decided that, I don't know, something felt right for me to just get rid of all of that. The only thing that I may upload is I did one recording on expectations and another one on attitude. And so um, I may upload those two recordings because I feel like they were both pretty good. Um, And I think they can kind of stand on their own. But the other stuff, like... So what I just did, what, okay, so I recorded like a whole, um, update thing. And then I realized that what I was saying in there was like, when I come home and I look at my calendar and see like, if anything else has changed since, um, like what, what has gone on in my life since then. So I can kind of like do a very simple, like whatever update. Well, I found out that the day after the last thing that I uploaded was the day that I purchased this book. And this book is like changing my life in the form of the whole attitude thing. So I really have to share it with you guys. And I didn't want to have all of that gunk up at the beginning of the um, episode. And then like you guys don't even know about this until the middle. Because to me it's like really important. So, um, I am going to do some really quick little updates on things and then I'm going to, um, get into the book and like the different changes and stuff that I've seen. Just know that if I do decide to upload the expectations and the attitude thing that, um, those are recorded before they're recorded like around the same time, but also kind of before I had really started working with all this stuff and, uh, I'm going to get into a lot of other things about it, but anyway, so, um, major updates, um, baby is walking. She started walking about two days ago, like really walking. Um, and she doesn't walk very many steps yet. She's still finding her bearings, but, um, oh my gosh. And she's starting to test, uh, boundaries and stuff. So she's going further than she used to go away from me and stuff. So I'm going to have to probably reconsider kind of how I have the living room set up. I don't know. Um, I don't even know if I told you guys about my new, um, target stuff. I think that was before the last recording, but anyway, um, I did do some things in my living room to make it more like whatever. And I know I got to update you guys about the May challenge April, I have to admit, I didn't do very well because I did, but I didn't. Like, I did do stuff in my kitchen, but I didn't do all the things I wanted to. Um, Really, it's only a couple areas that I still need to do, but we'll talk about that. Um, My car, um, have a flat tire with less than, like, I don't even think I've driven the car 10 times, honest to God. Um, And... I got a flat tire less than 600 miles on the car or no, just above 600 miles on the car. And I have a flat tire. 
So, OMG. Um, but anyway, uh, got that fixed and everything. They were like, they were like upset for me that the car had so few miles on it. My last car though, it had a flat within seven days. Um, I think it was exactly seven days I'd had it when it got a flat. Um, and I was so upset that one actually got plugged, which on those tires, they're speed rated tires. So I was really upset about it being plugged because a plug tire removes the speed rating. Um, not that I was speeding around in it, but I just, it was something about it. I don't know. Um, other, Oh, so I think I told you guys, I think I did update you about the weight loss challenge and everything, but I have since canceled Nutrisystem and since finishing the weight loss challenge, I think when I finished it, I was at 18 pounds total that I had lost. Um, and my goal of course was 20 pounds by June 1st. Well, I'm now at 24 pounds. I've lost, um, yeah, I guess six pounds since then. So, um, I think by the time I had talked to you guys last that I had lost the two. So it was actually back because I think it was, I don't know if I told you guys that in the recording, but that last recording was the day of the, um, challenge ending. And I had actually lost down to my pre-pregnancy weight and I tried to add it, um, not as a verified weight, but I tried to add it and it wouldn't let me do it. Um, but since then I've lost four more pounds. So, so excited about that. Um, I honestly think it might've been the Nutrisystem holding on to those last few pounds. Cause I think it maybe was just too many calories for me once I got to that certain weight. Um, and I've kind of gotten back to not eating lunch again, which is just how I've kind of always been, or at least for like a lot of years, I kind of just don't have, like, I'm not hungry at lunchtime and I just skip lunch. Um, but anyway, okay. So let me get into these books and I say books because it's, um, the author's name is Karen Casey. Um, and she is, I believe at this point she's like 80 years old, but, um, she wrote this book. Well, I don't know exactly when she wrote the one that I'm, I would say within like the past 10 years or so. Because I know the workbook, she mentions that she's like 72. So she's, you know, and I know like probably a lot of people are like, why would I want to read a book by, but this lady's like been through a lot of stuff. So she, um, and she's so much like me. Oh my goodness. Um, so I know that I've talked to you guys about trying to change my attitude, realizing that my attitude was really a big part of my problem. I think that I did record a little something about expectations for you guys, and I believe I did upload that. I'm not 100% on that, but I'm pretty sure that I did a little something about that. If not, like I said, I probably will upload two things that I did do during the time that I um, have not been uploading, but I'm not going to upload everything else. So um, the first book that I read, and it's a very short read, but it's so... I don't even know how to describe it. Like I highlighted so much stuff. I was like writing stuff down on note cards. Like it really, really spoke to me. And I realized like, this is what my issue is. Like, this is what's keeping me having such a bad attitude and getting nowhere in my life and having all this stuff between my husband and I and everything else. Um, so it's called change your mind and your life will follow by Karen Casey and it has 12 principles of, and a lot of them repeat, 
but kind of like with the smartphone dumb phone book, it's actually a really good thing. Like it makes sense for it to be done the way that it's done. Um, so it's really about, um, and if I didn't talk about the expectation thing, so, but I really feel like I did. I really need to keep better track of what I upload on the podcast. <laughs> it's just that I've recorded so much stuff that I haven't. That's why it's difficult for me. Um, but I'm pretty sure I shared with you guys the night that I decided to let go of all my expectations of what I, how I thought my husband should do things when he got home and all of that. And I had such a better time and such a better night. And, um, so that was really important to me to do that. Um, and I realized I needed to do that. That was before I got this book. That's why I think that I've told you guys that already. But when I got this book, it's so much more than that. Like, um, and then so many things, so many things to share with you guys. Um, I don't even know if I should put it all here or just talk about the books. Like I, I'm just going to kind of go with what I feel I should say. So, um, At one point in the past, I was looking at one of those, it wasn't Al-Anon, but it was for another, um, it was for like gambling stuff. I actually have several family members that have had issues with gambling and, um, a very, very long time ago, like before, I think I had my first child and that was it. I actually helped a family member out, um, because they were not going to be able to make their house payment. And, um, and I didn't really, I wasn't super involved at that point, but anyway, I had gotten some of the, I think it's called Gammonon. I gotten some of the Gammonon literature and was reading it. And so like, it talks about codependency, but like when I read the stuff, like I didn't feel like I was, I didn't feel like I had codependency things or whatever, but I was, um, actually reading my Bible the other day. And it had a thing about codependency, like a little, I have a study Bible, so it was like a little note section. And actually, I think I have it tagged, and I will, I'm not going to be reading from the Bible, but I'm going to read what this definition is. And then I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so it says, enabling is codependency in action. Um, an enabler is someone who responds to another's problem by attempting to take care of the situation by making things all right. Feeling that the other person's problem is, well, I don't feel this way that it's most likely my fault, but they allow the behavior to determine their worth. Um, I'm guessing the, I don't know. Um, and then it goes on to say, which I don't know about this. I don't know if I can own up to this, but only when she is doing for others, does she feel like I'm somebody I'm appreciated. I have value. This is this overdeveloped sense of responsibility makes it hard to let go and allow others to take responsibility for their own behavior and problems. And that is definitely me. Even when people don't want my help, like I'm trying to help them. And so if that's really what that means to be codependent, then there you go. I guess I am. And I'm definitely from my family when I was younger, that was, um, something that was definitely modeled and whatever. So, um, like I get it. Um, but this book, the change your mind and your life will follow. I will say the book itself, um, because if you have never, if you don't know anything about AA or any of the 
Anon programs, the all the like Gamanon, Alanon, all of those are like for the people who have a person that is an alcoholic, a gambler, on narcotics, whatever. Um, sorry, I had a hangnail I had to get rid of. Um, but all of those programs are for like the codependent person or whatever. Um, so this book is, but this person, Karen Casey, she was um, an alcoholic. And so she did go through Alcoholics Anonymous and Al-Anon because she also had codependency stuff, which is, um, so like if you feel like you always have to take care of people's problems, you're always making things all better. And it seems like they don't ever appreciate that you do that. This book is for you. If you have, if you're always being, you know, in an angry mood, mad about stuff because of whatever they did or didn't do, this book is for you. If you have trouble letting go of outcomes, if you have trouble letting go of expectations of other people, um, if you have trouble minding your own business, if you've done crazy things like um, gone through somebody's phone or uh, followed them around or um, what did she say she did? Like driven around trying to look for their car. This book is for you. Um, and the the thing I was saying about it is like, so she will say a lot throughout the book, the God of your understanding. She talks a lot about that in the book because that is what they, that is how they say it in those programs. Um, so 12 step programs, um, one of the hallmarks of it is that you have to accept that there's a higher power. It doesn't, it's not denominational. It's not Christian, Jewish, like it doesn't matter what you believe. It's just that you have to believe there's a higher power and so they say a lot of times the God of your understanding. So she says that a lot in the book. Um, but the book itself was not, didn't have quite as much of that as the workbook, which I'm also going to talk about. And there's actually a third book too. So anyway. Okay. So the book is, I pretty much already explained it. There's 12 chapters. Each chapter is focused on like one part. And then it gives like actual things you can do. So I went through the book, I took notes, like I was really, I wanted to do this just like the um, smartphone, dumb phone book. And then I found out that there was a workbook. And oh my goodness, guys, this workbook is amazing. Um, So the book itself was great. But if you don't like stop and reflect and think about your behavior and things like that, you know, it doesn't you can think about it, you could try to change it, but it, you know, you're not really getting that deep. You're just kind of scratching the surface. Like, oh yeah, I want to change. I want to try to do this. And I did start, you know, trying to follow the principles and doing as much as I could. Some things that really stuck out to me was, like she says, um, think of every opportunity as the chance to act the way God would have you act. It talks about tending your own garden, letting other people tend their gardens, you know, let them make their mistakes and you do your thing and let them do their thing. All of that totally on board with got it. But the workbook, oh my gosh. So the workbook has a different name, which is kind of strange. Um, and honestly, at first I really feel like the book, like I feel like the book is necessary to read because you've got to get yourself in the headspace that you actually want to change and you want to do things differently. But the workbook is going to like open your eyes so much. So it's called Getting Unstuck. And um, it's based on the principles in Change Your Mind and Your Life Will Follow. 
And there's actually another book. Let me flip through and see what she says. I don't know necessarily that this book um, follows chapter by chapter. I don't think it's exactly... It is, it is the same in the beginning, but I'm pretty sure as you go through it changes. And then it even changes like... Oh my gosh. It's so well put together. I cannot even explain to you guys. Um, and let me see when this was published. Oh yeah. So I'm totally right. So this was done in 2012. And so that would make sense why she was 72 and she's 80 now. Um, the other one is called it's up to you. And that one is, um, she said, this is the third book in Change Your Mind and Your Life Will Follow. In this workbook, I lead you very carefully through key ideas from the original book in case you haven't read it. Worry not, you will be brought up to speed. And if you did already read Change Your Mind and Your Life Will Follow and its companion, it's up to you. You might discover that this one is the most helpful of all. Um, so it's up to you. I've ordered that and I want it in like physical format. Um, so that book is supposed to be like, you take one idea per week and there's like a morning and there's like for the entire week, there's like a morning and evening meditation thing that you read and think about and whatever. So I've ordered that. Um, but I'm not going to do that till I'm done with this one anyway. Okay. So I just want to point out some like key things that I underlined in different chapters in this book. The first one the, so this is why I think it's not exactly in the same order or in the same like chapter by chapter thing. But the first chapters in the workbook is called Let It Go. And the other one is called Tend Your Garden. Um, and actually didn't highlight a lot in here. Because what I was looking for when I went back through. Um, when I got to chapter four. I went back through the book and was looking for like the tools. <sighs> anyway, I flipped to the back of the book. And it's like boom, boom, boom. Here it is listed out in a bulleted list. So... But anyway, um, some things like giving up suggestions to other people, let people sort out their own plans and goals and solve their own challenges. But there's questions like the questions are things like, so it's not like you read chapter one and then it asks you just some questions. The first part, I'm so glad the air finally went off. The first part is like, look at your old behaviors. Um, so like the first question is, who do you think you need to watch over right now? Your spouse, your son or daughter, maybe a good friend who has always clung to you and why. So it has you look at your behavior. Like you feel like you have to constantly worry, think about these people. And then the second question, what do you think would happen if you walked away from those people and gave up your suggestions about how they might live? Which to be honest is subterfuge anyway. You know, even if somebody follows your suggestion they did that of their own free will anyway. So you really don't have control over people. But anyway, it goes on to ask a whole bunch more questions. And then the next part of that chapter is fostering new behaviors. And then it has begin your plan for change. And you have a section to write there. Then there's another section, staying out of the center of someone else's life. Um, and then it has... Um, Hostage taking, which honestly, I didn't really think that I did. But after reading, um, this is mostly like where you don't let people, um, you're just like constantly 
trying to um, be in all their decisions and things like that. So, um, but it goes back really far. Like it goes back to ask you questions from when you were younger. Then it has you do some affirmations. So anyway, the first many, many chapters are really looking at your past and how could you change things. They give you some affirmations for this or that, whatever. She tells stories from her life. There's a lot here. There's a lot, 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 lot. There's things in the workbook that were not in the book. And there's things that were. Um, so it just keeps going. And then chapter three, such a great chapter, let go of outcomes. This has to do, like I said, with getting rid of expectations. Um, and so it just helps you to be like, okay, let me just let this go. And then gives you, like, this is my favorite, one of my favorite things from the book. Stick to what's in front of you now and stop worrying about what might be. Um, Because I did that one day. And then I had a conversation with my husband thinking that he was wanting to give up the job that he had when it comes back for um, doing what he's trying to do now, which is really tough on everybody. And he doesn't want to do that. And I sat there and got really upset and angry about it. And, like, I could have been enjoying myself. Um, and then chapter four, changing our minds. Um, it's just talking about changing. And then like the part about shifting perceptions, she will take you through like a person who really gets on your nerves and she takes you through this whole thing to change the way you're thinking about it. And there's several places where they do that. There's like a couple different ones and oh my gosh, super, super powerful stuff. Um, so Around chapter five, it gets more, it gets kind of away from changing stuff in your mind and it starts getting more into actions. So chapter five is a little, it's kind of like an in-between thing. So it's kind of like, it's choosing your reactions, but of course all the reactions you're going to choose are going to be things where you kind of diffuse stuff or, you know, whatever you want to say. Um, and it gives you some actual things to say instead of like, think about this. This is one of the things she says, she tells you to say, so you and somebody else are having an argument. They're wrong. You know that they're totally wrong. But what if you said, well, you might be right. Like you're not saying that they're right. You're saying they might be right, but how are they going to take it? Yeah. They're giving me some credit here, but you're not agreeing, but you see how like totally diffuse the situation and that's not really the greatest example, but okay. So as you get through and I'm in, looking at chapter six now, but I'm trying to get to where my bookmark is because, um, I guess it is around chapter. There were some places where I didn't really, cause like if you've ever been through something like really traumatic, there's like a section for that. And I just didn't feel like there was anything for that part that I really it's really affecting anything with me now. I may go back through. There's one section I went back through and had a totally different idea about it and re-answered the questions. And I'm not answering them in the workbook. I'm actually answering them in a notebook so that, number one, nobody has both questions and answers together if they were to be snooping through my stuff, but also so I could do it again. And that's what I did with that. Um, and got I got insight out of it the first time, but I got even more insight the second time. And I'm going to share some of that with you guys in just a minute. Um, then chapter eight, I think that's kind of the one I'm on right now. Let me see if it still is. Well, I actually got into nine. So chapter eight is discover your own lessons. And then chapter nine 
um, is called Do No Harm. And some things I underlined just on the first page was like some things we think not really harmful, but really they are. And I'm really bad about not answering when somebody's speaking to me. Like I don't like questions that to me seem, I don't know, certain people when they ask me questions, it makes me mad that they're asking me a question. Not so much anymore because I am really changing a lot of my ideas and things. But that's when, and then through our facial expressions, like, yeah, my facial expressions. I mean, of course, there's more to it than that. I just didn't underline those things because they don't really have to do with me. But anyway, in this chapter, um, the first set of questions is be your best self to others. The second set of questions actually has you do a thing on practicing kindness for seven days. Or is it five? Let me see. There's five on this page. Yeah, it is seven days. So after this point in the book, like it actually makes you stop and do stuff and journal about what happened. So I'm actually going to use my little um, calendar journal thing and do that. But that's why I said like it starts out looking at your past behaviors, gets more into like what you're doing now and like how to change the interactions you're having now. And then actually starts getting you to really practice and be mindful about changing stuff. It's like having a therapist, seriously. Like this is one of the best things I've ever come across in my life. So the book was called Change Your Mind, Your Life Will Follow. The workbook is called Getting Unstuck. They're both by Karen Casey. There's another book called It's Up to You. Um, I don't know how easy it is to get your hands on the workbook. It was kind of difficult for me. Like I got it through a third party person or whatever. Um, The Change Your Mind book is on Kindle. And I guess... I don't know if the getting unstuck might be on Kindle too, but I do like having certain books. I want to have it in my hand. And I honestly wish that I had change your mind in my hand so that I could go through and highlight stuff. But, um, Oh my gosh, I'm finally making breakthroughs. Like the other day, here's just an example of things that are different for me. So first of all, just noticing more stuff. So after starting, I think I was starting the workbook already. Um, I went in the kitchen to make something to eat and I was opening a package and when I, you know, you like rip the top off and it, but it doesn't actually unseal it. So then you have to get scissors and cut lower. That's what had happened. And I was like, ah, you know, like I had an attitude about the package not opening. And I was like, this is so minor. Like, why are my reactions so angry? You know, like all the time, so angry. And so that was like just a noticing thing. But then the other night I went, I was going to bed. I wanted to I have my iPod in there because I use that for doing meditation since I don't bring my phone in the room anymore. So it was dead. Then I wanted to get the charger and charge it so I could listen to my meditation. The charger wasn't there. Somebody had taken my charger. Okay. Somebody taking my charger is like, used to be like an offense punishable by death. <laughs> like seriously made me so angry in the past. But that night I was just like, okay, whatever. I'm not, you know, it's not that big a deal. I can probably do it all in my head anyway. Then in the middle of the night I woke up and I was like, my ear was itching. So I went to go get Q-tips. I just ordered groceries, had just asked everybody if we needed anything. Somebody had taken the rest of the Q-tips. So there's no Q-tip for me to put in my ear to get the itchiness out of my ear. 
Again, that used to be something that would make me so mad, especially with the fact that I asked if we needed anything. Whoever used the last one didn't say anything, but I, it didn't get to me. And those are like minor things, but that's two examples. But also, um, when it comes to my husband, I've just been listening to the things that he says and trying to not offer advice unless he specifically asks me my opinion on something. Um, and you know, really trying to watch judgments on things. And, um, of course, studying the Bible is also helping with a lot of this because, you know, there's the part about, um, treating others with kindness and, um, loving others as, um, God loves you and doing to others as you would have them doing to you. So that helps as well. But, um, like just starting to notice and pay attention to my own responses. Um, and the workbook has helped a lot too, because like in one instance I had done something and I wasn't really even thinking about, um, like I was looking at the whole incident as a whole, but there was one little thing that I kind of glossed over. But then when I really looked at it, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is exactly what he's been talking about. Cause my husband says a lot of times that like, I act like he's like, I think he's stupid and he doesn't know what he's doing. And I don't feel that way about him, so I don't get why he thinks that. And then this thing that I wrote down from the workbook, it made it make so much sense to me. And what it was is that I was, I had figured out a way to solve the problem, just like I read to you guys a minute ago, but I found a way to solve this problem that we were having. And I used his email to send an email to the place that needed, we needed to talk to but he didn't like the way I worded the email. I was like, who cares how I worded the email? Oh my gosh, I wrote it as him. So whoever's reading that thinks that that is him. And here I am like, I just solved a problem. Like I'm thinking about it like, oh, this is going to solve the problem. But I'm not looking at the part where it's like, that first of all was not my place. I was acting as him, but didn't even give him the say in what he said to these people. Like if somebody did that to me, I would be so mad. And I look at a lot of these situations like if somebody did that to me, I would be so upset. And but seeing it that way, you know, if you're just like, oh, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. Your input doesn't matter. Yeah, that makes them feel like you think they're too stupid to even give them a say in what you're doing. So it made so much more sense. And that's why I said like it's helping so much. Um, But here's another insight that I got from the workbook. Um, and I think I had to do this. This was one that I did a second time. So of course I'm not great at this yet. I'm still practicing everything. Even she says that she slips up sometimes. So, you know, it's something you have to really consciously think about, but this was something that was so huge for me to discover because it has so much to do with housework. So when I was a kid, um, my brother and I both had chores. I'm a couple years older than my brother. We both had chores to do, but like one of mine was to do the dishes and that's a daily thing, right? He did not have anything like that. That was daily. Like he had to go do some stuff outside. Um, when my dad did stuff in the yard, he had to go help, but so did I. So like there was never a time when we didn't both have something to do. And so I think the way that I phrased it in the thing was I got this thing about fairness. Like it was always made me so mad 
that things were not fair between the two of us, between me and my brother. Um, it was so unfair to me that I had all these chores and he didn't. I realize now that like my mom just needed some help. Like I totally get that now that I'm a mom and I have a lot of kids, a lot more kids than she had. Um, like I get it. And I feel bad now that I was not, um, stepping up to help as much. Of course I was thinking about it like a kid, not like a mom or a woman. Um, but I see now, and not only that, but her assigning me so many more chores was because she felt that I was the one most capable to help her in the way that she needed help. But the whole fairness stuff has stuck around because, um, I can't remember what it was that like finally made it pop in my head the other day, but just the fact that, um, I just felt like he didn't have to do as much like my husband now talking about my husband, like, you know, I'm doing all this stuff in the house. He comes in, he makes a mess or whatever. It's like, it's not fair that I have to do all the stuff in the house. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is a thing from childhood because in most cases, especially dealing with the baby and everything else, I'm really the one who's more capable of doing that. But that fairness thing is still, it's still a thing. And it's still something that I really have to keep thinking about and working on and figuring out. Um, but that was something I've never, like a lot of the stuff that I brought up in the workbook, it's stuff that I, you know, I've known before is something that I need to work on or something I have to always be conscious of. That was a totally new one that I'd never really thought of in that way before. So it definitely has been helping me a lot. Um, just changing my attitude on doing things. And I actually get upset now when I'm having trouble doing it. When I'm having trouble, you know, seeing people in a positive light and not giving, uh, not being judgmental and stuff like that. But I just keep trying every day to do better. So I really, I know this is getting really long, but this is, you know, I told you guys I was really going to be working on that. That's honestly what I've been doing, what I haven't been recording because I've been working really hard at um, going through this stuff and um, getting a better attitude about the whole deal. So anyway, um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and then I'm probably going to go take a quick um, shower and I will probably... Um, do a little bit longer ish clean with me today. Um, and I know that I still have to do the May, um, declutter thing. So, um, anything else, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right, guys. Oh, wow. 35 minutes. This is long, but I feel like this is a lot of really good info and I've left you guys with nothing for so long. So, 